Shimmer. What was that feel song? Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa puff. Shimmy, <laughs> shimmy, ride. <laughs> what was that one uh, feel song? It's Shimmer, right? She calls me from the cold. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you fuel, talking about? Fuel, bro. I don't listen to fuel. What do you want from me? What is your deal, man? Smallville is such fuel territory, too. Dude, during this time, I was listening to... I don't know, I think this story. Mariah Carey? Well, I was listening to Backstreet Boys <laughs> probably a year before this. And then Mariah Carey. And then Mariah Carey. All right, all right. Shimmy, shimmy, yah, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yay. I'm leaving. Is that what we're doing? No? All right, dude, look. We're back again. This week... On Somebody Save Me podcast, Joseph and Taylor here with season one, episode nine. That's episode ten. You don't even know anymore. You've lost track. Too much Smallville. <laughs> oh my god, bro. <laughs> yeah, episode ten. Shimmer. This one. Shimmer. This one is shimmying through my heart oh. all night long. I was up late at night, even contemplating my own life. Okay. This was, this got me. This got me pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. All right, dude. Well. This is one of my favorite. I got a lot of moments here. Yeah. A lot some, of good moments. I got a lot of fun facts for this one. You got a lot of fun facts? You got, got fun lot, facts? Look, I have like a whole list of fun facts, bro. It starts from here. Dude, it gets all the way over here, bro. Oh, 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 oh. We're getting spicy. I can't wait. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. We are opening up again on episode 10, Shimmer of First Season. Here we go. We are at Smallville High. This is Good Charlotte, right? We got... I, wait, no. Is, is this it? Good Charlotte? This sounds exactly like Good Charlotte. We're going to have to look at the soundtrack We'll, we'll look up who it is, but I thought it was Good Charlotte here. All right. And so, yeah, we got a great song opening. Also, just going to pause it already because we're opening up on a blood drive that's clearly going to be happening with Red Cross. That's what it said. And um, we have Pete talking to probably macking it up with some nurse lady at the at the tent, right? He has to write a new article. There is <laughs> no other way to put this. Pete has to write a new article about a different day. He has to get a new you day. You think he slid her like a five or a ten? Like, hey, man, just make it look like I'm getting a story from you. No, Give he me... said, hey, I'm gonna include you in my story. You'll be famous. It's in the Torch, the highest rated paper in Smallville. No, he's like, just. Tell me your best date you've ever had, and I'm going to be that guy in this story. Okay. You're yeah. making Pete seem really sad right now, and I don't like this, because Pete can pull the ladies we have seen, so I don't Only want that once. There's two episodes. No, two episodes. Because remember, at first, he had the limo girl, and then second, mm. fat girl was all about him. That's true. You're right. Amy Adams. You got me. Yes. You got me. What I wanted to pause here on, though, was Lana and Clark... She clearly has a clipboard, trying to plan stuff. Clark is wearing PE jackets and sweatpants. I just want to say, though, Lana said that she decided to sign up for the blood drive because Clark was like, hey, how'd you get out of PE? Oh, I decided to sign up for the blood drive. Well, what I actually found funny about that is that she acted weird whenever she responds. It just reminded me of Pam from The Office. Oh, this is PE. I acted like I had PMS to get out of it. <laughs> Like that's all it reminded me of. I'm sure you volunteer for the blood drive, Lana. The blood drive. <laughs> I get it. I, I wasn't you. going down that no. road. You made the connection. That's I, what you I said. Wasn't doing, I wasn't doing it. You were thinking it, and I said it. I wasn't thinking it until I said it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. 
But my thing is, in PE class, which I'm sure you've been a part of, PE? Kinda. Kinda? You know. You've ever had a PE class, though? Yeah. Do you get a jacket or a sweater and some sweatpants? Or do you get just a raggedy t-shirt and some shorts? Hold on. Isn't Clarkson? No. Never mind. He would get nothing. Alright, so... Smallville is a small school. They they sponsored by Abercrombie? That's the only <laughs> thing I'm thinking is that maybe this is an Oregon Nike situation where because they're right next door, Smallville, like Adidas. It's like American Oregon. Eagle crossover, but it's American Crows. Oh, <laughs> see? They could. Maybe they want to specialize the uniforms for the students. Maybe we should start a theory. Maybe Clark is low-key trying, trying to be a fashion designer. I will say, though, at middle school... <laughs> Uh, the pants and the jackets and the t-shirts were given to us. Now, the sweat they were sweatpants, though. So, not as fancy looking, but we did okay. have sweatpants. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I did not have sweatpants. Hey, man, shout out I Eisenhower. figured if you were on sports, you know, on a team, you would get this. You know, sweater, sweatpants. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was basketball. That's what I'm referring to. Oh, my <laughs> God. You What you just said just proved my point. P.E. would not get this, bro. All right, all right, all right. You made me dig into this, and I didn't want to dig in that much, okay? I was done at American Crows. God. <laughs> and so, of course, we have basically Lana talking about how she's trying to plan and, uh, you know, pretty much not screw it up and whatnot. And uh, Pete's over here at Clark. Is Pete kind of cock-blocking a bit? No, because he just said, Clark, let's go shower. Yeah, hey, Clark, come on, let's go shower, Who buddy. Who screams that? If I screamed that to you, I think you would immediately turn around and be like, I don't know that kid. Let I don't me, know what he's doing. I'm sorry, but like, I have to go back to it on this PE thing. You shower in PE? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then, I ain't never showered in PE in my life. All right. Now, I have seen people shower in PE, It's though. weird. It is weird. <laughs> and then everyone got mad because the coaches were like, get the hell out of here if you're not showering. Yeah. I, I, I will go stinky to class if need be. I ain't showering for PE. That's why I went into golf. It's because we would just leave campus. <laughs> Probably just standing there, cool weather, just swinging, not even really sweating that much. Dude, y'all had it made, bro. Yeah, and then I'd go home at 3.30. Look, stop talking about sports. We're talking about PE. We get it. You had good privileges, all right? <laughs> You were playing sports. You asked if I had PE. This is what I'm going off of. It's my experiences. All I know is Pete, sus. Pete is very sus for that. Clark, yes. stop talking to Lana. We gotta hit the showers, man. That was weird. I'm why do you want it? Why do you want to team up with your bro for shower time? Maybe, maybe Pete was like, "Hey, let's go to the shower." <laughs> maybe he was doing. Maybe this is why he hasn't gotten another date. Okay, throwing shots. Yeah, she's just a friend because she's like, yeah, I kind of know about him and Clark. All right. <laughs> Listen, this is, still, this is still a sweet moment, though, between them. Because you can at least clearly see they're talking more and more together. Where Whitney has not been around, and now we're just seeing them bonding more and more. It's true. It's interesting because now there seems to be no hesitation, no kind of second guessing of going to talk to the other. And if you really notice, the past few episodes, they have been more and more yeah, talking. Yeah, it's a more common. Well, after they joined the Scooby-Doo gang together, the mm -hmm. Mystery Inc. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love this part about them. But, uh, yeah, Pete was weird. Pete was weird. <laughs> right, I'm and not going to. I still can't I, defend him. I, I, I didn't like it. Anyway, so, yeah, he screams, let's get in the showers. And Lana's like. And then, of course, Clark hits her with the bye, Lana. And Lana just looks at him as she says bye. Dude, what was that look, bro? What do you call that look? We're in a pause right there. 
What's that look? We're already pausing. Yeah, what's that? We're gonna pause once again. I love this opening. It's just so great. It's gonna right. be a long one. So when it comes to the look that I would give her is go f yourself, Pete. I was talking. Yeah. That was the look where it was. I'm not she done with the smack the key uh, key uh, clipboard and uh, frustration. She's like, I hope to see you soon. That's mm. what it was. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, it wasn't a goodbye. It was more like a see you later, babe. Uh, well, no. See you later, babe. Stop. There was no babe. Hey, babe. I love you in your little sweater, babe. <laughs> there is no babe. We are not on babe. <laughs> All right. And so, yeah, after that, Clark and them go to the back locker room. We are introduced to Amy. Weirdo girl. Weird. Weirdo girl. Don't even get me started. That's all We're digging I call into that her, later man. for sure. Uh, yeah. But then we have a douche named Troy. There seems to be a lot of douches. That did come along in this. This guy is bad, bro. He just comes up, and granted, again, she's a weirdo girl. She looks like that she smells maybe bad, but you don't go up and immediately take her diary and then start reading it, where his response, though, to it is, I want to see if you're writing anything about me. Yeah, my name's Troy. What? What? What do you... Who? What? I, what's your name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who? What's your name? And so, yeah, this guy comes in on the bleachers, just jack, jacks her book that she's writing in. And then we have the brother Jeff We're of introduced. Amy. Jeff Palmer, Amy Palmer, uh, brother and sister. And brother's trying to stand up to him. And then Amy says, you're a child, Troy. That's why I like a man like Lex Luthor. He's a man. And it's weird that he just says that you're just writing love letters to Lex. Yeah. I just don't understand where has she been. Because if she has been with Lex writing this many diary entries as if she's been in love with him, unless you're wanting me to believe she came into Lex's home last week. Bro, it had to have been last week because he even <laughs> says, oh, your parents, you and your parents live with them. Oh, y'all are basically the help. Yeah. He wouldn't live with the help. Yeah, he would just clean his bathroom. What do you say you wouldn't lay with the help? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, no, live. Oh, I, Liz. I I thought he said lay. I thought he made a little right. I'm not gonna slum it up with the help. Yeah, slum. Okay, so I'd say lay. That's he's really okay. Yeah, so he's he's okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Slum it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's slimy. But seriously, I don't know who would do that, especially when your excuse is, "I want to see if you wrote about me." Seriously, get the hell out of and here. And that Troy. makes the, the point you're making. Where have they been? Why are we just now hearing oh, yeah. about them? They had to have moved in last week. Or in the middle of last week's episode. You know three I mean? days ago. She's already in love. Yeah, and so, of course, like I said, Jeff is here trying to stand up to Troy. Hey, leave her alone. That's my sister. I do like Jeff, though. Even though, he, Troy, what are you going to do about it? And Jeff just immediately turns around. He just immediately walks away as if he's not going to do anything. he calls them losers as he walks away. All right. So now we have a lovely little... So we have the shower scene that Pete wanted us to have. <laughs> This was all Pete's idea. Oh, don't you love the oh, the wiping of the hair, just making it splash everywhere? I Go Tom. I don't know if I love this. I don't know if I'm paying attention to that. My only thing is, to your point earlier, why are so many dudes showering right now? And Clark just looked like he was walking around in clean-ass sweatpants. Dude. So what is going on? Why are we all having fun in the shower time together? You already heard my problem. This is P.E. <laughs> P.E. dog. Why are we showering? There's no reason. So anyways, it walks into Pete and Clark. And of course, what is Pete trying to give him advice or something? But anyways, Clark started having a reaction like he's around kryptonite. And he felt a little bit weak where then you see 
a little bit of a shadow coming up. Yeah, it was a weird and, shadow. And we are now back to Troy, where Troy is getting dressed. Other side of the locker room. Shoe now just falls off of the bench, where we're now introduced to Hollow Man. Yeah, Hollow Man. But this time, we're going to call him Hollow Kid. It, I, I love it because <laughs> of the age where, obviously, with Jeff walking away, spoiler, he has to be the villain, of right? Of course. So Jeff turns around and then turns invisible to where he watches Troy get dressed to then grab a dumbbell to then start beating the crap out of him. Yep. Not going to lie. I don't mind it. No, not at all. I actually... Troy sucks. Troy deserves this. For and sure. him beating the crap out of him with the dumbbell, he didn't kill him. He just sent a message. Hey, stop stealing diaries. It's not about money. It's about sending a message. And that's what he did. And I we love the And we mid. get the hollow kid yeah. scene, dude. And he, he like walks into turns the around. It's like he stared at the camera, too. Mm -hmm. I love that type of introduction to this film. It's a solid introduction, man. And it's I really immediately good. thought, so I have Clark Alana walking in and flirting. I immediately have an introduction of a villain, maybe two because of an obsession with yep. Lex. Mm -hmm. But I already got the type of violence and a type of intro and coolness i want out of smallville we got obsession we got oh we got protectiveness of the the sibling when did hollow man come out hollow man copy smallville mm, hollow man was a while ago but i don't think it was uh i don't think they copied bro i don't I, think they copied I'm, I'm actually quite interested to see when hollow man came out because i know it was early 2000s right? 2000 oh, we so we this, copied yes yeah, <laughs> smallville copied a little bit which makes sense of that scene oh yeah i oh, love the sure. mist the mist thing is such yeah, a Yeah, and you get guy. to see his little silhouette, his shadow. All right. We are back after the opening here. And who are we? Where are we at, Taylor? We're at the beanery, dog. Okay. I don't know if the later seasons have it, but, man, the beanery has shown so much. I'll tell you what. We are definitely going to get the new spot very soon. I'm excited. It's just, are they in that area this often? Oh, yeah. It's ten times worse. <laughs> oh my god! It's like the only other place. Oh, a new spot open? That's our beanery now. But yeah, beanery. What happened to the beanery then? Did it close? They will show. They will show. Whoa! It's a, it's, it has to do with an episode. So yeah, and so we have uh, introduction into Clark and Chloe talking about the um, the story that Troy obviously told about the invisible person or something beating him up in the locker room. Have you not caught how smart Chloe is, though, with her responses here? What she said. So when Clark is now explaining the whole scenario, mm -hmm. her immediate response is, oh, well, it can't be haunted because that doesn't have anything to do with meteors. She immediately says, well, that can't be the case of it just being a made-up story because kryptonite has to be doing... So somebody has to be using kryptonite a different way. She immediately knows that it has to be something to do with kryptonite. And that's a journalist. Uh, that's Velma. That's Velma, bro. Yeah. Solved ink. It ain't no mystery, bro. And, and exactly. That's why <laughs> she has to be a part of the gang. Now we are having a weird, awkward scene at the beanery where Lana and Whitney are going back and forth where Whitney seems to be acting weird. Even last episode, sitting by himself, she's like, where have you been? I need you here. Whitney seems distant. You're pushing me away. Why is he doing this? He's still not mm -hmm. answering her. And I keep thinking, man, maybe it's an STD. It follows? <laughs> I don't even... <laughs> 
<laughs> is that why? That's not why. No, okay. All right. But no matter what, a... Whitney is now saying, I don't know, or actually, I don't even know if he says it. She just says, you're not going to be helping me out with the blood drive. Yeah. And he pretty much kind of acknowledges it and then walks away. And that's all you really get out of their conversation. No explanation on why Whitney is truly acting the way he is. Mm-hmm. Lana's is upset because now her boyfriend isn't really there. So do you think it's right for her to then do what she kind of does this stuff? And we'll get to it, but it's just, do you think it's right what she does because she feels like her boyfriend's pushing her away? Uh, any girl would do this. Any guy would do this, too. I don't like this. I don't like, I don't like this. Any guy would do it, too, bro. It makes me feel weird. If you feel, yep. So anyways, they argue. She walks away from Whitney. And Clark and Chloe try to make it not obvious. They're eavesdropping. They make it the most obvious. They're not even talking. They don't even try to say something else. Hey, Lana, how's it going? And then she, of course, appreciates the courtesy clueless. And so um, Chloe decides to be nice. She says, hey, I'll make it up to you if you, uh, I'll give a pint for the blood drive tomorrow. And Lana's like, hell yeah, man. I just have to have you watch this just so we can pause it on their reaction here real quick. Whenever they ask Clark, Clark, when are you going to do the blood drive? And he's like, um, I don't know. I haven't picked a time yet. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it. Look at their faces. They're so disappointed. It's pure devastation. I literally wrote down in my it's, notes. I was like, who is tripping about a donated blood? I put, did he kill somebody? <laughs> did, did he do something and Lana's like realizing I something? didn't like the reaction. It's like, oh, so you, your friend will help me, but you won't help me? <laughs> donate blood? What? Your blood? What is that reaction? Like, hey, I have to donate it. Like, What I love is actually his backup plan to this. I thought I'd probably volunteer just like, you know, helping out other ways. So that means that I don't have to, you're not going to be able to pay attention to me not being in there in the chair giving mm-hmm. blood because no matter what, I'm going to be around you helping organize this. You stay off my back. We're still together. We're still hanging. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then Chloe even, is she even kind of being a little buddy again here? Like, are you sure there's not an ulterior motive here? Like, in you know, it was a good recovery, but I feel like there's an ulterior motive here. Yeah, right now, I just, I wish he would just pay attention to Chloe some more. Well, he's right there, Taylor. I wish he would just be wanting just to pay attention to what she's saying, Clark. Read between the lines! Oh, man. And, dude, I'm still waiting for her stupid outfits, because really, she hasn't been wearing crazy outfits. No, no, she's been fine. I don't understand. She's been actually looking good. I thought it was more often, but I guess not. I don't know if it's season two. No, no, we're going to get to it. It's season two. Season two is when we're going to get to it. All right, so after the beanery, we go into the mansion. Who are we back to? Victoria Hardwick. (sighs) Lex's new girl in town from Wales. Speaking to daddy. Speaking to Sir Harry. Sir Harry. Explaining how everything mm-hmm. is going because obviously the plan is already in works about them taking over Luther Corp, Luther Corp, and Lex Luther Corp, <laughs> <laughs> and Lex then giving his shares over to them to then have them gain control. Yeah, it's interesting because now Lex ignores the phone call with her father, and what does he start doing with Victoria? Just immediately starts going at her like an animal. Yeah. It's because she is winning, and it goes back to what we were talking about last episode. Regardless of Lex even knowing her plan and feeling like he's a part of it, she has the upper hand. Perhaps. He's it. falling prey to her. Hmm. Hmm. And so we, who do we have? Is this unannounced? Even though she's This doesn't it? count. She's a maid, right? I don't think so. I And it's weird because even Lex is like, where's your mother? Uh, she has the flu. She's sick. Because the mother's the one that works at the house. 
And she already sees that Victoria is there, so why would she continue to walk forward? Because she wants to spill all the drinks they brought on her. That was hilarious. <laughs> she even, did it on purpose. Well, the moment I stop, see, I wrote down before I go. She did it on purpose. The Victoria she did it on purpose. <laughs> and then of course, Lex is like, "That was a mistake, right, Amy?" Uh, her response: "Sure, okay, all right. Could you at least try to be more convincing?" I would literally look at Lex. I'd be like, "That is clearly on purpose. We're gonna fire this help, and we're gonna get her out of the house." Hey, Amy, come here. <laughs> That's what happens, dude. Yeah. That's what happens when you spill on my yeah. gas and then say, sure. How dare you spill a liquid on my girlfriend. So anyways, Amy walks out, clearly like, oh yeah, I loved doing that. And then Lex is like, oh, I never took you for the jealous type, Victoria. And Victoria's a little upset because now she thinks that the psycho girl is has a crush on Lex, which she has every right to be a little bit nervous considering what the little girl did to start out meeting her. It's facts, and they live they all live in the same they place. They all live in the same yeah. house. I'm gonna start to think something here. In household drama? Don't like it. I but, think it's very weird how quickly Lex brushes it to the side though, too. He is completely overshadowed by Victoria. Oh, for sure. Victoria has clouded every like thought of this man's mind. Mm-hmm. And but my thing is there, while while they're talking, he's like her parents are a fixture, whatever that means. I don't know and that means. and I brought them here from Metropolis. Why? Why did you bring them here? He said it, Joseph, because they're a fixture. What does that mean? I don't know what you that means. You needed help? You needed, like, they needed assistance? Like, they're just a household appliance? Like, a fixture? It sounds like he needed to have or a they family. A, are they a fixer-up type family where you need to fix them up real quick so they can land back on their feet? Explain to me, Alexander! Okay, I can explain a little bit here. What if we have, and I'm sorry if you're not a nerd, what if we have a scenario where it's a villain who wants to make his own family? Mm. So he brings in a family of his own or a family that he finds in order to be around him. So just like what we talked about with the Jitters episode, how he was looking at the Kents while they were hugging each other, Lionel hugging him, it wasn't a fatherly figure. Maybe he brought this family in in order so that he can feel some love. Ooh, I like that. That's a good little theory there. Because I could see it. You can, it Why would, not? Have like be, a little sister, little brother, whatever. And that's why he made them out as a fixture. Like a piece of love, a fixture for himself. Exactly. Interesting. I like yes. that. I like that. And so we have Amy frustrated walking outside, looking like obviously to her quarters, her room. By the way, her mom's okay. And her, her mom doesn't have the flu. Yeah. So her mom's cool. She actually works here. And we have our first glimpse of what she does, of what she does right now. And we'll explain what she's cutting, of course, which is looks like rosebuds, flowers. However, what color is that rose? Very bright green. If you, exactly, if you pause it there with mom, you can see a bright green rose. It's a little like it's glowing over there. Yeah. And so, of course, Look at Amy's, the flowers. Amy's running upset. Her mom's like, what the hell is going on? This is the only time they show them, right? Together? No, the flowers. Uh, Kind of, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um... Now we have the family together. We have the family Mom's together. upstairs with brother and sister, because brother just has to walk in. And mom's having to explain, what the hell were you doing in Lex's home? You are not allowed to be in there. This is his home. You cannot act like this. You have to act like and be in your own place. Yep. Yeah. We may live on this estate, but it's not part of your world. It so, you need to chill out. This is like a gift, a handout. Why ruin it? And she's over here, oh, Victoria's ruining everything over here. Like, what? 
What I love though, and that's what I said at the beginning with this other villain here in Hollow Kid. I love Jeff's little little thing that he does with Amy, which is walking up and in a way protecting her, but it's truly just shutting mom down. Oh yeah. And it's just giving mom the answers that she wants to hear. So then mom, and it's like mom even questions it, but she's not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an interesting dynamic. Are Jeff and Amy twins? I don't know if they are supposed to be. I think they're just brother and sister. I was, I was hoping that they were going to be twins. Explain the blonde hair. Uh, I can't. Maybe dad. Uh, see him later. He does have gray. He has gray actually. hair. Is, has, if that's him, that's that I would has assume to be it's him. Dad, he gets in the front seat. And I do like what Jeff. I don't know. It felt a little weird now that I'm noticing. He tells mom, "Don't worry, mom. We both know our place." Exactly. What's it's, your place, Jeff? It, exactly. <laughs> it's a nice again giving weird answers, but yeah. giving her what she wants. True. And then what does she do? She walks away. It's like all right, because clearly Jeff's the reasonable one here, and uh, they, and they have a nice bond. Clearly. It's well, he's just like, just be careful. Uh, you can be obsessed, but come on, yeah, just stop being so noticeable. Act smart, idiot. That's why, in a way, I think that's what he's saying stop being so noticeable. And of course, she pulls out this watch when everyone leaves and kisses the face of it. Um, you're a freak, no, yeah. And I actually thought that this was a weird watch, too. It's a weird watch, that it was a Napoleon Frank that's inside of there. I just I thought it was a very strange thing, and I go, who the hell would have a type of watch like that? I thought it'd be some type of like transmitter or something. If I'm being honest, dude. Yeah, I was like, this looks fake. It looks like a decoy. That is some spy machine. Agent Cody Banks over here, dude. Shoots coins. <laughs> <laughs> and so after we saw Amy the freak, we are back at the Kent house. Um, it looks like Clark's doing homework at the table, and we got a conversation with the Kents here. Oh, I'm trying to. I can't donate blood, Dad. Um, so I actually don't mind, once again, I hate that I'm doing this. Jonathan is not bad in this scene. That's right. (sighs) All right. I'm not, I'm not turning a leap. I'm not turning a corner here. Stop it. But. You'll get there. No, I won't. (laughs) With this scene with Clark, I actually hate Clark's response. Really? And it's because even with them saying, just say you're afraid of needles. Martha just comes up with that. No, I'll be a wuss. Dude, you have saved how many people in the town? How many explosions have occurred and you have been there? It's crazy how insecure this Superman kid is. It's the weirdest <laughs> it's the weirdest thing because who the hell's gonna ever say, Dude, you're such a war. And even John Tom's like, dude, uh, I know I know I shouldn't really say this, but it's like you can't really always be honest with people, so just lie so sometimes. Just, yeah. Just fib a bit. It's not going to be the end of the world, bro. And he truly tells Clark, chill out, dude. Yeah. Smack him on the head. Maybe twice. Get get the underwear out of the twat. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) And then, then of course, Clark shows that little I'm in love thing. Oh, if he doesn't know how great of a girl she is, he doesn't deserve her. Oh, my Lord. Martha's response. When Clark is going in... And just going back to Lana and how he is going to be helping her with the blood drive. They then say, oh, well, wasn't Whitney supposed to be doing that? And he's like, well, Whitney dropped out. So now Martha's response. So you just thought you could come in there and sit out. I was like, what is this? Mom's, Get called out, though. Mom's response. So you thought you could just swoop in on the girl because the guy's not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she even after he says what he says, he she gives a little smirk like, 
Mm. I don't know. Like, it's a weird smirk where, okay, kind of impress, do what you want. Or also, it's like, little shithead. Okay. Martha's always been throwing the shots, though, about Whitney and Lana always reminding Clark. Jonathan never has. Yeah. It's always been Martha throwing. Because he's a guy, bro. Because he'd probably do the same thing. He probably did it for Martha, too, at one point. You mean he was doing it with Nell and Martha at the same time? Oh, we get confirmation about John and Nell. Oh, we do. Yeah, we get confirmation. But, yeah, no, so after that whole thing, fiasco, basically just, yes, Martha calls out the shots there. And really she does it every time because that's the mother thing to do. Hey, remember this. Remember this because it's probably going to bite you in your ass she later on. She said it has a smirk on her face. She was throwing it in his face. Mm-hmm, that's right. You got to sometimes. She burned him. Mom's got to burn you sometimes. Yeah, right? first Jonathan had to tell Clark, stop being a pain and calm down. And then Martha had to be like, stop it. Yeah. All right? You're already trying to ruin relationships as well, wuss. <laughs> <laughs> your parents are calling you the wuss. Yeah, if anyone's calling you the wuss, it's your parents. <laughs> But, so, after that, we go back to the mansion. We have Lex looking for something. This is actually an unannounced visit here. And who is it? Well, at this point, we have a door opening where we don't know who it is. I truly thought that we were going to have Hollow Kid coming up where he was going to be hit with the candlestick or something. But instead, it's Clark with a whole bunch of tulips. And it's a weird late-night delivery that he's doing. But Clark even says, you... Picked, we had to pick all the tulips. We don't have any left. You can only go to another town to get them again. Where has there been a garden on uh, the Kent farm? What, Listen, you, cl- you cleaned us out? Where? Where's the tulip? Okay. To... I thought Nell had the flower shop. I thought so, too. So does nobody go to Nell's shop? Because uh, Clark wouldn't include himself in us for Nell's shop. He wouldn't have done that. John wouldn't. He would Martha have... wouldn't. Damn sure Martha wouldn't. So where are the tulips from, Clark? And where's your garden on your farm? Maybe they only can grow those tulips on the Kent farm. Clogged up shitters? Use that fertilizer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's just drain it into the garden. <laughs> we'll grow some fine tulips. Great. Great. <laughs> I'm teaching you so much about the farm life, dude. You have no idea. They are Victoria's favorite. And then all of a sudden, the basket is just thrown to the ground. Yeah. And they're both questioning, well, who the hell did that? I like that Lex looks at Clark like, why did you do that? Yeah, and he's like, what the hell was that? This scene kind of hurt me a little bit. Why? Because you then see the typing of the computer of somebody accessing Lex's account. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's not Lex because he's in the other room with Clark. I thought this was Amy. I thought that it was okay. Amy hacking his computer in order to be able to track him, be able to obsess about him more. And now we're coming back to Clark and Lex where they're going back and forth about the relationships. I love where what he says. Clark throws a shot being like, hey, I can't believe that Victoria is your type. Yeah. And he's like, well, not all relationships are about love, Clark. So, thank you, Lex. You're in here for your massive erection. Not every girl is Lana Lang. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. And that it's it's interesting, but it also goes back to my question to Clark Kent. What is Lex's type if it's not Victoria? How is Victoria not his type? Dude, who knows? The man is Victoria have... not your type? <sighs> she definitely something. <laughs> she definitely something. I'll tell you that right now. So yeah, and then of course, Lex shows his admiration and appreciation because of how Clark is. You know, sorry, it's not none of my business, but, um, of course, Lex, what, you, you know, obviously, I admire your standards, because you're actually gonna stick it out for someone that's pretty sacred! But now Lex goes back to looking for the what, or looking for something, 
which is interesting because why would Lex continuously look for something around his house? He's a billionaire or millionaire, whatever he is at this point. And he does admit, I have tons of watches. Yeah, why would he ever care? But and this one's special. This one actually kind of hurt, though, a little bit. Oh, I don't like the story on it. Oh, I love the no, story. No, no, I'm saying I don't like it because it's sad. It's so sad. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, Lex saying that he's looking for a watch, and it was the last gift that his mother gave to him. Mm -hmm. You then go back to what you saw Amy put on her wrist, which was that a watch. The only thing that I have an issue with with the scene is now what Clark does. <laughs> Where Clark then uses his x-ray vision while standing there. Once he realizes that it was Lex's mother's gift right. to him, he immediately says, I'll help you. X-ray vision yeah, everywhere. And dude, I literally wrote down to, just when you want to support Clark, yeah, bro, this man does some dumb yeah. shit. Just when you're like, Clark, we got this. We got a great moment. Yeah, we're, we're, having, we're having a great time this episode. I have literally no complaints really for yes. you right now. But you want to pull this dumb shit. You x-ray and say, yeah, I don't see it anywhere, Lex. You, you didn't a, move. What are you, a bloodhound? That's what Lex says. What are you, a... For someone who's trying to keep his secret a secret, my god, you he has to be high. Alright, so... Maybe he didn't even get those tulips on the farm. Maybe he thought he was at his farm. He was at Nell's. Alright, I'm gonna give... I'm gonna give him an excuse. You wanna know why? Why, because he's high? No, no, I'm not gonna give him dope head right now. <laughs> but, it's because the moment that he figured out that it was a gift from his mom, it was the first time... It's the first time that Lex actually opened up about something that he cared about, mm -hmm. where then Clark in the back of his head said, shit, I've never, oh my God, he actually cared. And he kind of didn't even think about anything kind else. Kind of caught up in the moment. Exactly. Yeah. Just so I will give a 14-year-old boy <laughs> that. Like, oh, okay, I'll look for it. <laughs> I'll see it. Otherwise, oh, okay, yeah. And of course, he gives an excuse. Yeah, I'm pretty good. You know, I have farm hands. I have good eyes. <laughs> okay. I find a needle in a haystack. Yeah. Let's talk about this right here. We go to the other room where we're, we were on the computer. We're on the computer. Right? And we get a glimpse of, obviously, it's obviously Lex's computer. It has to be. And so, what do we have here today? We have Cadmus Labs. Cadmus Labs. And this is, remember how I told you last episode? You did. It, that episode started to steer away. Obviously, they're still Freak of the Weeks, Villains of the Weeks, but they wanted to open up to larger mythology. This is where we start getting that larger mythology. We have Cadmus Labs, and obviously, Lex is a part of it. And what is Cadmus Labs known for? They are known for harboring or harboring special people. Also, where Superboy was created. Aha! There we go. There we go. Which do... So... Wait, he doesn't have the vial... He does have the vial of blood, right? No. No. Nuh-uh. No. no. Don't talk about that, dude. No, okay. That's later. Well, my point to you is on that. Do we get more of that type of testing it where we get a Superboy? You, you could tell me on the down low here. Give me a nod, yes or no. I haven't gotten very far. Okay, I don't know what you're saying right now. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Never mind, the audience doesn't know. Back yeah, to yeah. Cadmus Labs. <laughs> so, yeah, we have a great reference to Cadmus Labs here. All these stocks, whatnot. But we realize who's on the computer because Clark walks in the room. It's Victoria. I didn't like that. It Victoria. broke me. I thought it was Amy, and that's why it hurt me. I go, man, she is awful. Lex, mm -hmm. get rid of her. Yep, and Clark is even suspicious. Like, hmm, that's weird. And so they start to hear something. What is it? On top of the, the upstairs? Upstairs going on? The room? This part is crazy. So they all meet up. 
reconvene, go upstairs to the mansion, and they're going to this room because they hear this loud banging. And what is all this light? What is... Okay, okay. What is the light? I do, this part and made no sense to there me. Is because no, we know what happens later, of course, but... There's no explanation. And here's my other point to it. I thought Hollow Kid was a villain where he had the power of invisibility. Right. I thought this was Amy's power. Yeah. I thought we were getting to what Amy was able to do with her abilities. Where, again, it was just a flashing white light that we're having at the end of the door. Where the door is even shaking uncontrollably. Mm -hmm. As if it's some type of... I'm trying to remember her name. I can't from the boys. Uh, Starlight. Starlight. Oh, light refraction. Yeah, Yeah, it's some type of deal like that where it, it seems like there's a force in the room. Lex goes up to the doorknob. He opens the door... Well, as soon as he touches oh, yeah, it, yeah. the light goes off. Which and is, the stop and the which banging is also, and shit. Which is also weird. I don't... I didn't get it either, man. And then Victoria's freaking out in the back. They all look at each other. You think this is going to be a big moment because, once again, the light is shining through the keyhole. Yeah. So you think that there's going to be some type of heaven opening up or mm-hmm. something. But what happens? Nothing. Someone basically kind of... It looks like... Either Lex gets pushed or, like, blown away by the door I thought he got blown away, and it was like a flash of light that blinded him, and that's why he needed to cover his eyes. Yeah, and the way that this room looks as they go inside does not match with what we just saw. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit at all. We have black light going on. We have ruffled feathers of pillows and sheets and stuff just flying around, and we have paint, fluorescent paint or whatever you want to call it, that glows in black light. Joseph... What have we seen them be able to do? So far, it's been invisibility. This does not match. This does... At all. I didn't get it. How did they even do the room this way? We need some type of... If there's a weird, nerdy, scientific explanation, we need it. Please tell us. But... There's no... I don't... I can't match it How did they even make the room like this? Because you also got to think about, well, did they change the light bulbs too? Now... And they had to paint it all over the room? My only explanation, which will go into the power later on, we'll tie that in later... Um, but of course it just looks like paint, whatever, some type of highlighter that is left all over the room and just says, leave, 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 leave everywhere. It's what you have at a black light party. And that is what? In Victoria's room, correct? Yes. It would be Victoria's room that they completely destroyed just saying, get out, stay out, leave. This is your time to go. And it kind of goes back into the whole, oh, this has to be like a haunted house theory or haunting of whatever. But clearly it's not. Chloe debunked this. First five minutes, bro. Yeah, Velma already solved this. The problem is, Joseph, what was that light? I don't get it. What was that light? That's all I want to know. Was God in there? Was God? God should be present in the bedroom. Was God doing that to Victoria's bedroom? He might be all good but not all powerful, or he's all powerful but not all good. What if he is all good (laughs) because he's telling her to leave out of that Lex house? Oh. So after that, we have... um, Obviously, pictures being put up in the torch, the wall of weird. Hey, by the way, that's a, like an eight-finger hand right there in the background behind Clark's head. Oh, it is an eight-finger. We got UFOs and stuff, and yeah, this is the, the wall, wall of weird. The wall of weird, and of course, Chloe and and Clark are trying to investigate what is going on. Why was the door shaking? Lex said he felt something brush past him. Which we're seeing that okay, it's going back to though what we're talking about with the door and Lex's weird reaction to it was apparently somebody brushed past him. Yeah. Meaning somebody ran through him right. as if it was somebody invisible. How does it explain the light and the shaking of the door? It doesn't make sense at all. You, I got nothing. And then of course Chloe suggests, oh maybe the 
the Scottish chick, which is, of course, Victoria, came with the poltergeist. Not a bad theory, because Chloe, honestly, trying to solve all this, pretty great. But it's obviously not going to be that. It's not that. Well, now they're having to change the subject because now it's just going to be about Lana and the blood drive and her seeing how that is going. Yeah, Clark, or sorry, Lana and I are getting ready and getting together for the blood drive tonight. And she goes, that's pretty romantic. You know they're salty behind those words, man. Oh, well, wait. Once again, Vilma's a genius. She now is putting doubt into Clark's mind where she is the first one to really set... I guess everything in emotion here on Clark's why he should have doubt. Mm -hmm. And that is because the moment you cross that friendship line is the moment there is no coming back to that friendship line once he makes that move. And I think even it goes to, to, to her as well. Maybe she's also scared to even make that move because of what she just said right now. She could be exactly seeing herself in a way in a Clark and she wants to put that same I still think she wants to do it and throw him off his game. Oh, of course. That's all she wants to do. She's another Lex, dude. She's thinking, bro. It's just... I wish that he would pay more attention to her. She deserves at least a date. She deserves a kiss. From Pete? God, no. (laughs) Your face. You are so disgusting. How dare you taint Chloe like that? Oh, my God. He's a man. He needs a new story, damn it. <laughs> and so after their conversation, Chloe basically puts that doubt in Clark's head. We go into the mansion again. Victoria All they're doing is making out. That's all That's they do. That's all they do is make out constantly. Just making out on the couch. And who do we get again this episode? Who walks into the mansion? We get gorgeous hair say, Lionel. We get, hair. we get hair. We get gorgeous hair Lionel. Back in here. Oh, Lex, you have disappointed me. And now we have Lex just sitting on the couch, just smirking, because Lex has his woman, where Lionel essentially is laughing in the way, I I feel like Lionel's laughing in the back of his head, calling his son a moron, and pretty much saying, Miss Hardwick, I know exactly who you are, get out of the room, let me talk to my son. And I love the the whole, why is Lex so perverted right here? uh, Lionel's like, what are you doing, Lex? like, well, she's currently working on my neck, but I, I think that's just the start. But that's what I mean. I was like, okay. But that's what I mean with why she is winning. He is not thinking of anything else except for Victoria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, of course, Lana's over here just getting some scotch real quick, you know what I'm saying? And he says, hey, Victoria, why don't you uh leave so I can talk to my son in my house? Well, and... Granted, she actually obliges, and she gets up, and she says, I'll just run us a bath upstairs. Mm. So she gets up, and she leaves the room where Lex just has to be able to stare as she walks away. She then says, I'll send your word to Sir Harry, Lionel, that you miss him. Swell. Pretty much Lionel says, don't ever talk to me again. Shut up. (laughs) Run that bath, idiot. Run my water. Who pays that bill? Yeah. Who's going to shut it off right now? And now Lionel is telling Lex how dumb he is. Lex, can't you see she was sent to distract you? Which he's still not understanding because even though he's doing it to get back at his father, Mm -hmm. in a way Lionel is still reminding him, you're going to lose your own family name if you're giving everything to her. Yep. You're smarter than this. Generations of losers, bro. And exactly. Do you really want to be able to give up your family? Because if you give up that family name and me, 
then what do you have? Yeah, and lots of Roman references in this episode. He drops the whole, you know, empires get, they don't die from outside. They get struck by weaknesses within, and that's how empires die. And, of course, the watch. Well, and with, we've even acknowledged, I think it was episode two, where, uh, what was his first gift when he was a child? It was the entire, like, Roman like the Trojan army. Yeah. Roman armies. Exactly, with Clark believing that it was a toy, and Lex going, no, it wasn't. It was something for strategy. Yeah. So, it's all their reference. Even their home is just covered in weapons. Medieval <laughs> weapons and shit. And then, so, of course, Lex is like, stay out of my personal business, Dad. But Dad's like, yeah, well, I would if it wasn't affecting my company, idiot. If you leave me, you are truly alone. Yeah, exactly. And you will be. And, of course, we got eavesdropping Hardwick Seriously, over here. Seriously, nosy Rosie Jr. over here. This part, bro. She gets caught by Amy, who's walking around. She's like, oh, sorry. Didn't mean to start you. Sorry, I didn't mean to. And uh, what does she say? She walks away clear as day. You don't deserve him? Okay, okay. What the hell was that? Okay, I even put in my notes. What is wrong with this girl? Freak. <laughs> what the hell? I didn't understand. Like, oh, oh, sorry. By the way, to. she also is. This is where I have a promise with Mills. And granted, we don't know how old Amy is, but she's still in high school. They're freshmen, so she has to at least be that. That's true. Amy going up and catching Victoria in the act of eavesdropping. You would think she would be able to use that against her. Yeah. Instead, Amy is surprised that Victoria turns around and sees her. What? What? What did you expect? She yeah. lives in the house, bro. She's either in there, she's her. either in there or out there. You and know what then I mean? she like... walks away, and to your point, just screams, "You don't deserve him." Okay, go outside, Amy. Time out. It's time for you to stay in your own home. You need to get out of here. And of course, her reaction to all this doesn't even add up. She goes and throws a tantrum, going past her brother, going back to her room. We're... Brother's like, "Hey, what's wrong?" And he's like, "What do you think?" It's her. It's always her. Oh, my God. Like, Nobody, what did she even do? She doesn't do anything. Victoria did nothing. And the only thing Anything Victoria's, you kind of stepped in on Victoria's personal space. Here's the issue that I have also. She is mad at Victoria for just being there, not mad at Victoria for trying to screw over Lex. Right. You have a legitimate reason of actually hating her. And, in fact, Amy, you have no reason because yours makes no sense. Amy sucks. Amy sucks. Yeah. Amy is the weird girl. I take right. her diary, too. Oh, and so where are we now, Taylor? We get the scene of a lifetime. All right. We get opening in on Lana's house, Mel's house, and they're on the porch. They're planning their blood drive, and they are done planning. So what do they do now? They talk. All right. Pretty much, they I had to talk. rewind this scene about five times because I, I loved it so much. Where after they realize that they're finally done with being able to plan everybody's time, this is now where Clark is having to say, I am afraid of needles, and I do not want to be able to give blood. Please hide my secret. Oh, she loves it. Of course, because he's telling her something, finally. Vulnerability. And it's to going back to Jonathan's point. You don't always have to tell the truth, mm -hmm. which she got an answer, which is all she truly cared about. Yeah. Isn't that all that matters? Yep. Give her something, Clark. Yeah, don't be shady. I, I'm i pretty blown away, though. <sighs> where they are done, and now Lana's reacting, saying, Clark, you are a lifesaver. What I love is that it's Clark then trying to ask Lana, why do you do these things? Lana's trying to say, I'm just wanting to discover my place in the world. Yep. Clark's response to it is 
rather rather strange because he says I can't she says I can't thank you enough he says it's great cause how can I not help ask, ask Whitney. Whitney he's a I don't know where he's been lately you know what Lana if you really <laughs> want to thank me don't mention Whitney Whitney who <laughs> <laughs> Whitney who? This is what I've been saying, bro. Like, hey, shh. Whitney, who's that? I'm sorry. What were you saying? I put in my notes. The moment he says, if you really want to thank me, you won't mention Whitney. I put, is he allowed to say that? Is, is he Whitney allowed, who? Is he allowed to get away with that? Dude, it's very ballsy. It's, it's so ballsy. It could go two different sites. Now, here's my other thing, though. Because he's put so much work in helping her with the blood drive, right. does that then give him the out to be able to say this type of line? It's because he's been there. I say yes, he's been there, bro. Okay, but here's also my issue with what Clark says right here. If you really want me, he just said, and that's why I wanted to point out everything that he said. That's why I went through the lines. Don't yell at me, fans. <laughs> The reason why I wanted to point out line by line is because he said, "Oh, I just wanted to do it for a good cause." And then she says, well, thank you for doing that. Yeah. Well, Whitney, if you really want to thank me, Lana, you won't bring him up. I thought you were doing this for a good cause, Clark. Ooh. Why are you now wanting to backtrack where it seems like you only did this to hang out Her with me? Her reaction is a little weird, too. It, what? It's like, oh. It, oh, Clark, okay. You know why? It's because she gives him the approval to say that line. And she says, fair enough. That. If you didn't have a shot with someone, they wouldn't even say that. Oh my lord. His door swung open. Clark, Clark, <laughs> Dude. door is open. You know how you gotta put your foot in the company door, bro? That's the company door right there. You know what she said? She said, you know what, Clark? Maybe, you know what? I'm feeling a little bit tired. Maybe you should come back later. Clark swings the door open. You're not tired. <laughs> Whoa, what are we getting into, Chandler? That's a very big step. We skipped like maybe 10 steps. That's how we're doing? That's, <laughs> that's how we're doing? That's how we're doing? We're going into the last duel area. You're, you're pulling some Adam Driver stuff? I thought that's what we were going with. Yeah. Leave us. <laughs> now leave us. Sorry. I am here now. That's, I was just, I'm sorry. Le Kent? I am Le Kent. And so, and so we have, of course, she says, fair enough. And then Clark brings up, hey, don't you think it's, don't you ever think about how my dad and your aunt used to date? confirmation first off and now it makes sense why she was being all ooh jonathan at the flower shop in the first episode do you remember that of course i remember i said they were obviously sleeping together at mm -hmm. one point that was too easy we've already said nell nell was the confirmation that the lang women then make the clint men have weaknesses kent men dude i said kent men said clint kent men clint men <laughs> kent but yeah, so uh, the Langs are some weakness there, bro. So yeah, so uh, Nell doesn't really talk about it much. Whatever. Clearly, I she got her she got her heart broken by Jonathan. She did, which means Ooh. though that he chose Martha over Nell. And that's why they don't like each other. And it's probably because Jonathan was having an affair with Nell while he was dating Martha. And that's why Nell was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get with the person Jonathan hates most, a Luther. Boom, a Luther. We are following the pattern. I'm I'm a feed your theory, dude. Keep feeding yeah. it because it it always has to go back to that because it makes the most sense of everything that's occurred. Where Jonathan even being with Nell while he was with Martha makes sense because Nell's then choose me, not her. Right. He chose Martha. Nell then 
had to go and find something else. She was heartbroken. What better way to get over somebody if an 18-year-old kid then comes and hits on you? She had the old bull. Now she wants the young calf. It's the full cycle. <laughs> <laughs> and so after they talk about this story and mention how, and Clark just slowly starts smoothing his way in there, like, you know, I'm glad, you know, uh, we, st- we got close and remained close. It's interesting now that she says this, which is you're not always there when you're wanted, but you're there when, when you we, need Yeah, him. when we need you. Um, But he's not. Not really. He, he was not Remember there when he for ditched the, the day? I was going to say, he's ditched you now several times, which is why you have gone back to Whitney, because you he even asked, and when he was standing in the, in the hallway, why do you pick Whitney? What? And she said, because he's always there when I need him. Where is Whitney? Where is exactly? But hey, let's think about, did he not make up for it with his drive-in gift? Well, the drive-in gift is so solid. And that was when he was needed. Yes, and Clark for the past few episodes has been there, especially the blood drive, because Whitney has been letting her down, which we cannot forget, Whitney hasn't been there, so this is, she left the door cracked, Clark has swung the door open, and now I'm hoping he's going to be able to take advantage in the scene, where he then turns to her, they get closer and closer to each other, where she even starts saying out loud everything that's going on in her head because what she's doing is reasoning on why she should kiss him. Yeah, and she's saying, yeah, you're the one who's helping me with the brother drive, and of course Clark's like, I am. I am, and, and you've, she, all, you've been here. You've been I here. I have. I have. He's like, you're always there who listens. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do listen. And bro, they reach in, and my God. And they both say, yeah. You're the one who's here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And dude, it's so close. And who ruins it? No! Damn it! No! Why? What are you doing? Why? She has a thing for the Kents, obviously, because she hates the Kents now. Yeah, but here's the other side to that. She knows how the Kent boys are. So she would never trust a Kent boy. Cock blocking Nell, man. That's... First Pete with the shower, now Nell at the porch. <laughs> okay, Pete with the shower. Okay, this was close. The Pete with the shower thing wasn't close. Hey, if you're just disrupting any conversation for a shower with your boy, that's a cock block. <laughs> also, potentially weird. Hey, let's go shower! <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, Nell comes out here. It's like, oh, Clark, hey, do you have the time? And, of course, Clark's I like, love Clark's smart-ass response, though. Like, no, no, but I'm guessing it's a little late, or it's too late. Mm, smart kid. Uh-huh, smiles, smirks. No. They were so close. Dude, and okay. Lana was so about it, bro. Okay, this is easily my favorite part <laughs> in the entire episode. Where Clark then asked Lana, she walks away, have you ever seen a sunset from my loft? <sighs> yes. <laughs> he doesn't know what to The moment she says yes to him, he goes, Oh shit, oh shit, oh no, oh no, when was this? He's like, whoa, when did she whoa, see whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, oh no, where do whoa, I go? Was I oh, there? No, Yo, actually, you know what, now that I think about it, it's like, damn, was I there? Was I probably either high as hell, doesn't remember it, or he actually wasn't there because everyone likes to show up in his barn. He was really like, oh, oh no, when, oh no, where do I go? Yes, and it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, what does she say here? No, she says that doesn't mean that I can't see it again. Because well, that's the great thing about sunsets. They're, they're unique. all unique. Yes. So she slides it even. She cracks it even more, dude. 
She cracks it even there more. There is no crack. The door is wide open. Okay, well, she took off the lock then. No. No, no, she the, took off the lock. No. The door... Just in case it happened to shut by accident. Stop it. The door <laughs> is open right now. The only reason why the door closed because the door has a curfew. And he asked her, would you like to come over tomorrow and watch it? And she said, I'd love to. Dear God. Have you ever seen a sunset? Yes. Oh. Uh, oh. oh no. Lex. Oh, no. Lex, where are you? <laughs> oh, no. And so now we have, okay, this pissed me off. Let me. Let... <laughs> now, I okay. We go to the next scene right after the porch. We get to Smallville High. We're walking down the stairs. We got Pete and Clark, and Pete is for some reason saying, "Oh, I bet your stomach was in knots the whole time when you're talking to Lana, dude." No, I'd be writing my script right now. You know what? I'll give you some pointers. I'm sorry. What? Why are you giving me pointers? He writes an article, Joseph. It's Honestly, five weeks old now. Pete knows exactly what he's doing. We mean it's five weeks old. <laughs> oh, damn it. No, he's wrote something new, right? No. Wrote... No, no, cool. So we are on ten. Five episodes ago, bro. All right, listen. Pete still had the most popular article. That's why it's still being published. Is it popular or pathetic? <laughs> People love it. My God. Clark, if anything, don't take notes because you gave us the drive-in. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Pete has a valid point, and here's why he has a valid point. He says, Clark, you need to be able to prepare what you're going to be able to say to Lana. That's that's a good point. That's Clark, a good point. no. No, Pete, I got this. I'm more of a fly-in type of guy. Pete. No, you're not a flying idiot. And you know what? I love that response because last night you didn't even know she saw a sunset. Okay? <laughs> so I don't want to hear your crap right now, Clark. Sunset? Like, what are you talking about? You need to write it down. You need to know. And don't you love that reference? You're not the flying type. Obviously. I, I do love. Uh, yeah, by the way, Pete's looking out for him, though. He really is. He Come really on. is. But also, I'm not taking points for Pete. I'm not doing it. Most popular. No, I think I'll play it by ear. You know, fly. Yeah, yeah, whatever. No, nah, look, Clark. I'm gonna give you some pointers, man. I had this limo one time, bro. You have no idea. Oh, God damn it, Pete. You and Clark idiot. gave him the limo. <laughs> Lana gave him the limo. If anything, Lana. All right, all right. Fair. Yes. In the end, Lana was the one that gave it up. You know what Clark gave? Magic. <laughs> He's come a long way. He gave a long way for deck of cards. Come a long way. So now we they separate and we're going to the locker and Clark notices that Whitney is being approached by a counselor um, of the school, and hey uh, Whitney, I heard about you know your mom told me what's I going hate, on. I hate this scene. What? This is a total intrusion of privacy. This is a total uh, whoa crossing so many boundaries for me. Because Whitney is approached by a counselor where everybody seems to be concerned because Whitney's not acting himself. Yeah. Whitney then, counselor walks away, comes see me. Whitney then trips over where his things fall out of his bag. What's the one thing Clark goes and picks up? And looks at it. The prescription bag. And then Whitney's like, pissed. Don't even say anything. Get out of here. Yeah. Why would And he, he says, you're welcome. Like, dude. Why? You're not doing him any favors, you ass. You picked up one thing. And you picked up. And he up still the, had to pick it up. And you picked up the lightest thing, too. And you were also invading his privacy, reading off of it. Yeah. And it's And weird. what does he do? What does he do here, Joseph? He then crosses the line even further. Checks him out. He then checks it out. And granted, I get you're trying to be the hero in this situation, but... This is where, for me, you're trying to look for a reason not to do something with Lana. 
It's true. Where you're trying to be able to catch yourself up. I, I don't know. If and it's... he does acknowledge that. He does acknowledge that. I don't know on. if it is, though, looking out for him. Because it's also weird that Whitney has a pill bottle. Sure. Whitney then is taking medication. Whatever. Like, everybody could be. He could have a cold. He could have a headache. He could have something. But to then read it with your x-ray vision, to then go and look it up later so that you can see what his problem is, what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, I know he checked, you know, the pills out, but who's to say he wasn't checking out his ass? <laughs> hey, look, if you had the ability, you're not going to be like, hey, you know, what's what's Lana really got going over here? What's the competition? What's the competition? What's going on? You telling me he didn't sneak a look, bro? Telling me Clark wouldn't sneak a look. No. After that shower comment, he was all down for the showers. Why wouldn't he be down for a sneak peek of some ass? Because Pete's not guiding him. He'd probably be like, I've already seen Whitney's ass. I saw it in the shower. No, he probably saw it through his telescope. <laughs> X-ray through the telescope, dude? Damn, bro. He's looking at Nell, bro, if anything. He's I... like, hey, Dad, you're not knowing what you're missing. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> You're crossing too many lines. <laughs> all right, so all jokes aside, that scene's over. Yes, he checked out the pills. Total invasion of privacy. Invasion, I hated it. It's crazy. It. And so he obviously looks up. It's heart medication. We have Clark looking it up. Where once again we are at your favorite place, the beanery. Oh my god. Amy now is walking up to Clark. Dude, Hi, Clark. This girl needs to stop. Dude, because she then even wants, Clark looks at her like she's a freak. She's like, "What are you even like? What are you even doing right now?" And the weird part is, she keeps talking about Victoria. Everything and was fine until Victoria got there. What kind of shit? What? And, and she's like, "What do you think of her?" Well, I don't know her that well. Well, I saw her. She was looking through Lex's things, and I saw her when she was in his room. Well, what were you doing in Lex's bedroom? Uh, uh, she didn't see me. I was just helping my mom. Helping your mom do what? <laughs> as far as I know, it seems like she only clips roses. What is your mom doing in there? Clipping sheets? By the way, why would they be in the house? Why? Aren't they gardeners? That's the worst excuse. Are they gardeners? I don't know. <laughs> we have no idea no, what we they are do. Said she, they are there to be his picture family that he could just look at. It's like a piece of art. Yeah. But the problem is, they're not maids. So why would they be in his bedroom? I don't get it, dude. It makes no sense. And plus, Lex is probably not making the kids do anything. It's only going to be the parents. <laughs> Jeff, go clean my toilet. Yeah, wow. what the hell? Like... Jeff, if I look at my toilet and I see another mark, I swear. Amy, bring me cognac on the hour. <laughs> on ice. Yeah. I don't want that warm shit. <laughs> This is the Luther Mansion. We're cold. Anyways, Amy sucks. She's a freak. Clark clearly knows this. He's looking at her like, okay, Amy, you're weird. Yeah, Amy, go away. Yeah, I'm leaving the beanery. I'm out of here. And so now, after that, we got the mansion back. Victoria getting ready for a bath. This is like a 30-second scene of her getting undressed and getting into the bathtub. I don't know what this scene is supposed to serve. I'm not going to lie to you. You could probably cut this entire scene out unless the director was like, all right, so we're going to have to have a bath scene. Well, why? Can we do it? Some nope. She's dirty. <laughs> She's dirty. Y'all don't see it? <laughs> Put her in the top. Tom, bring the telescope from the show. We got to see how dirty she is. <laughs> you know what? We got to make sure. Also, 
Is this a little much for TV? This is all we. This is all we've gotten, really. Remember, remember Lana at the X-ray scene. Well, that's true too, and this is at least an older woman that we have. That's true. That's true. But this is also a very bizarre. Scene. I don't know if you're noticing when watching. Were you hearing the bath moaning? Like I, I thought I was hearing somebody doing like some I don't type think it of was... noise, and that's why I thought she turned. It's because she heard somebody. But see, the thing is, you're not gonna hear a moan outside the door. Why is there a moan outside the door? Why is she moaning in the bathtub? Who is moaning? I think it's Victoria moaning. Do you think she's moaning Myrtle? Oh, shit. You think that's what's... <laughs> moaning Myrtle. <laughs> Maybe she is. I don't know. Now, Clark walks into Lex's office where he's like, Hey, I'm not here to see you. I'm here to see Victoria. Why would you say that, Clark? Why can't you at least lead into something? Your first response... <laughs> It is so ridiculous. I swear he's high half the time, like, dude. Why would you? Ever... I don't want to believe he's dumb because he's Superman. You kind of have to be smart a little bit. I understand you're 14, but at 14 you're probably smoking pot. I... And also unannounced visit. Oh, you're here to see Victoria? That's stupid. Yeah, and he's like, "Is there a problem, Clark?" Well, last night when I was in here, I saw her, and he he can't even say it. And Lex has to actually finish it, where he's saying, "Oh, she was going through my computer. She was looking at my files." Clark shocked. Hey, how'd you know? <laughs> this is our game of chess that we're playing, Clark. We do this all the time. Again, I just don't think that he's winning at Life's chess kind here. of full of shit here. Like, he is full of it. it. You have sacrificed all of your big pieces, and you have pawns, and you are the king left. You yep. have nothing else, Lex. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're, who you're trying to fool here, but it's not me. Right. You are losing to Victoria. She's in your bathtub. Yeah. Moaning. Yeah, I didn't understand that. I literally put bath moaning. Like, is the water moaning? Is it just making weird sliding sounds as you're getting in? But as uh, Clark and Lex are talking, they op Clark opens up. Found out that there's a prescription medication for Whitney. Uh, something's going on with Whitney right now. And uh, Lex knows the medication because his mother was on it before her surgery. And it kind of goes sad again. Well, no, it, it actually goes into what I feel like is maybe the best scene that I've watched, where this is where he is now explaining the watch, she, where it is a yeah. Napoleon Frank, and Clark is now asking him, what like, what's the significance of that? And he says, have you ever seen the, what is it, the Napoleon uh, coron coronation by David? By, by David. And he says, no, because why would he? He's not an art major. Yeah, right. But Lexin explains that Napoleon had it commissioned where it was about his coronation mm -hmm. and he wanted David to be able to paint his mother. Because she wasn't actually there. Because she wasn't able to be there. So he wanted her to be, or wanted mm -hmm. the artist to be able to paint her as the middle piece. Yeah. And so that was uh, the gift to Lex from his mom because she knew it was getting close that she would die. So he wasn't able, she wasn't able to be there physically, but he was able to bring her there by pure will. Ah, there you go. And that is what I love, mm -hmm. and that's where you get the true significance of the watch because, to your point, she knew she wasn't there, so she gave her son the last thing that she would ever be able to give him, which goes back to Amy taking that fucking watch. Oh, my god she's a freak the moment i heard this story and i said she ha i said let's kill her you want know lex i'm gonna kill her for you we're gonna get that watch back together i have a gun in, in my, my room. room i'll bring it out we'll kill him together <laughs> boom bang <laughs> done. done 
Clark, you just don't get it, do you? But anyway, so it's a really awesome it's story. It's a really, the Napoleon, really great story. The Napoleon story is so awesome. He's like, and Clark's just like, that's a good story. That's a really good story. And, and Lex goes, it's a good watch. Love the like, line. man. He loves that watch. Oh, he loves it. No, much. that's like that's a part of him. I love that. Like, I bet you don't so even much. wear it that often, but dude, he just wants to know it's okay. You well, know no, I mean? it's do you think he probably? I'll put it this way: he looks at it every day. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. I. He doesn't wear, it, but he looks at it. And he knows exactly where it is at all times. We're back in the bathtub. We're back in the bathtub. And where? Victoria's like, "Oh, Lex, are you there?" And now we get the Hollow Kid. We get the Hollow Kid. Oh, we're pushing you By down. The way, I'm showing a lot. Very. Showing a lot when it comes to TV. And that's what I meant. Like, is this too much? Bro. They are showing a lot whenever he's dragging her underwater. Because there's no bubbles to not, like, hide anything. Mm-hmm. They're truly just blurring it. This is WB. Yeah. And then, of course, we have Clark's here in the glass break in the bathtub. He's like, oh, wait. Has to go up there. Is this a peeping Tom moment? No, because <laughs> this is a very nice moment. Because he peeps at nothing. He truly grabs her, her and then covers it up. The only thing I hate about it, she goes, <laughs> and she's fine. She. I'll say you what, he's not really smart because he laid it on broken glass. <laughs> oh my god. I swear to God, dude, just when you want to go for Clark, dog, like that's my bro. I swear he does dumb shit. I also have an issue with. Oh no, never mind. It would make sense on why he was able to be kicked so hard. Yeah. I'm gonna take back that's on why right, I had a problem. That's right. We're gonna get an explanation. Do, we do get an explanation. Of yeah. It. I love that he laid her on glass, though. And you see how the x-ray vision was going in and out a little bit? It seemed, like, a little hazy? I did, and I didn't understand that. Well, because, of course, it's not... Uh, the explanation, of course, what we'll go to, whatever's being used is not as potent as, what, a rock? You know, as the actual rock, the mineral? But what I don't like about it is, it, in a way, it's going in and out, but he's able to see kryptonite in other people, like with Tina. Yeah. That's the only thing I... Hmm. So... He's able to see kryptonite if it's in somebody's body. I mean, we're going to be able to see that in other episodes, too. So that person going in and out because they have that on them, I just, I don't know. It is a little weird. They it wouldn't at least show, like, some type of hue, a little or, color. Or, like, even, color. like, an outline of them or something. Right, and, right. And I don't think it would go in and out because I, it wouldn't be invisible to his x-ray. Well, I, I know that, but I'm saying the fact that it's going in and out because of what it's made of, which, of course, is kryptonite. Um, that's why it's going in and out because it's not as potent, so he's a little weak. Like that, that's why the X-ray vision seems to be going in and out. Like it's like it's a dead, like a flashlight going out. The battery's dull. It's I think you're full of shit. Yeah, I just go kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> and so after that scene, With Amy, <laughs> Amy, come here. Bring the watch. <laughs> um, and so we're back at the torch, and of course we're talking about uh with Chloe and Clark here being investigators once again. Chloe, the genius she is. It's like getting told the story. So, and the guy in the bathroom, or the person in the bathroom, was invisible. Um, I'm confused. And so Clark brought the glass with the blood, and uh, whatever that was on it. And so we get shown of what is, I guess, on the glass where it was stepped on, and it's some type of literally looks like green goo it cream. Lo- it looks like the goo from that girl episode yeah. where she was drinking at the beginning of the scene. It looks exactly like that. Which I actually thought it was the same substance. And then so, of course, it's on Chloe's fingers. Which is actually kind of cool, by the way. I do like this scene. It's very cool. And all of a sudden, after a couple seconds, it shows parts of her fingers being vanished. Like, invisible. So, it's like, what the hell? And so, she wipes it off with tissue, a rag, whatever. And immediately, she can see her fingers again. So, it's clearly some type of cream 
lotion, oil, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. But we do get the explanation, of course. But So now they're still talking about it. Well, there's it like, has to be an invisible person. Well, yeah, how can you report an invisible person to the police? How can anybody be able to believe something like that? And so they're now figuring out, though... Who well, has who, a problem? Yeah, who would do something like that to Victoria? Well, who? You know, Amy was talking like a damn weirdo at the beanery earlier. She approached me, and she's never done that before, and asked me what I thought about her, so I'm going to say Amy. Amy is the winner. He and solved the crime for once. Oh it my took God. him a while, and Chloe even gives him, like, a high five. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, Chloe's kind of disappointed. She figured it out She's in the first five minutes. Yeah, and so... And then, of course, Clark, for some reason, shows off a crazy good memory, even though he's an idiot. What the hell was this? Yeah, 345, Station B. That's where Amy will have her blood drive. What? 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 That's not All math. I know, that's, yeah, I know there's numbers in there. Maybe a letter. Yeah, are, maybe a letter, but, uh... Are you... I mean, I guess we're trying to say he spent so Amy? much time planning it. He cared so much helping to plan it. Maybe that's why. Oh, so you're saying that he was so caught up in it? So if I'm paying attention to the girl that I like and I'm 14 years old and I'm helping her, I'm going to pay attention to my job so that I could do really well at it. I'm yeah. not going to pay attention to her. I don't get it. I'm 14. <laughs> All right. Like, I'm not understanding this. And so love this. Oh, you got a freakishly good memory. I'll get the blood type on the broken piece of glass and check it against Amy's. Also, how is she going to do that? Well, she she a nurse, she a doctor well, or something. She can well, test the blood. Well, hold on, hold on. Chloe's got the hookups, man. How? Because she has been on the torch for seven years. She has been able to have the sources, have the eyewitnesses, have the reporting, so that she, she knows who to contact. A fourteen-year-old <laughs> freshman. Seven years ago, she was seven. <laughs> yeah, so you what connects? <laughs> She started the torch with crayons. <laughs> this was my treehouse. It was just a fire. <laughs> my God. And so, yeah, Clark said, like, hey, call me later. And what did she say? Top, Top of my, my speed, speed dial. dial. And, of oh. course, she, she realizes how, like, giddy she just got. Um, uh, she's checking him out She right checked here. him out. I was going to say, I just wanted to do this real quick here because she checks him out. Oh, yeah. Whenever Clark walks away, she does an up-down. She didn't do no sniff like Lana did. Well, no, Lana had <laughs> Bye, Clark. Stop him. Just take it all in. Yeah, and then, so we have Clark going back in the building. And who does he see He's in the cafeteria? By himself. Whitney. And Whitney. this is where we now figure out, because Clark, once again, this is an invasion, dude. It is. It this is an invasion. This is so much. But he knows Whitney needs a bro, and Whitney doesn't clearly have bros, man. Why? He has an entire football team. He's the quarterback. Wouldn't somebody be his best friend? Or is it because he's such an asshole that he doesn't have any friends? Maybe he lost his letterman and they're mad at him. Oh, maybe all the guys that cheated on the test with Coach were all, like, expelled. <laughs> at the alternative alternative high school. <laughs> Once you're expelled from alternative high school, there's no school for you. Jesus. And so, yeah, Clark mainly his whole life... And Clark, his only thing is, I don't want to take advantage of Lana because Whitney is actually going through something, and I'm just going to find out what. And this is where he finds out. Hold on, hold on. Let, let's touch on that. Let's touch on that real quick. Because we actually did not acknowledge that before with him and Lex talking. Because Clark then says, I feel like I'd be taking advantage of Lana and the situation 
if I were to pursue her right now when I have my opening. Yep, and Lana doesn't even know what's going on with Whitney. Exactly. And Whitney won't talk to anyone, so it just feels... It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. Yeah, because of course, and I don't like how Clark's approach is to this. It, it's really, but I it's think... It's invasive. To but, your point, though, I don't think it's the only... You can only approach Whitney in this type of manner. That's true. Because he's, he's aggressive himself, yeah. so Clark had to be like, hey, wake, and he'll wake up, idiot. He'll walk away from you immediately. So, best bet is just to be as forward as possible. But what I love, though, is Whitney is not even really acknowledging about the Lana and Clark thing. He mentions it a little bit, yeah. saying, are y'all really friends? Yeah. But Whitney's not really caring about it because Whitney's got his own shit going on, mm -hmm. which is where we figure out the pills in the bag. This is where it's we figure out it's for his dad. It's his dad. He's been in Metropolis all week. He has some type of condition going on. And again, and... it could be the same thing that Lex's mother had. Yep. And yep. that's why Clark is now kind of realizing it, it being more emotional for him. Like, dude, tell Lana you have the most unbelievable girl in the world. You don't even know it. Of course, Whitney gets mad, but he realizes, hey, maybe Clark's right. Well, in a way, Whitney's calling her weak, and all Clark says is that she's stronger than you think. You yeah. need to be able to give her that chance, which, I mean... To be valid with Whitney here, I mean, Lana did lose both of her parents, so with Whitney having his own parents' issues, it's more like, I mean, how would I even want to bring that up? Why would I even That's want true. to say that? Mm -hmm. That's I, And you get where he's coming from. Yes, yeah. and Whitney has a very valid thing. My only problem with what Clark did with it, it's too invasive, it's too much being over the hero right where you're going like super like it's too much mm -hmm. i think it should have been handled a little bit better this is where you just can see clark is too good even for himself it's true and you got to appreciate the fact too you get it where it's coming from whitney and clark's argument there but so after that when he's left like thinking yep i probably should go talk to her Clark is back again at the beanery. That's three times this episode. I mean, there's no point for him to be in the beanery right now. It's not like him and Lex had cell phones. No. There's no point for him to be here. No, Clark don't have no cell phone. What are you talking about? They can't afford it? He probably has like a, a cornstalk imitation of a cell phone. Farm life? Yeah. And so Lex and Clark, and he's like, I'm assuming you're talking about the quarterback. He's like, his father's sick and blah, blah, blah. And Lex, what I love. Oh, yeah, I would still do it. Yeah, but that's what I like about you, that's Clark. That's what I like about you, Clark. You wouldn't. You yeah, wouldn't. You're not me. Yeah. Yeah. He's so amazed by polar opposites. Amazing. And so, um, well, it's... do what you, makes you feel good. Now, let me ask you, just would you continue to pursue? If I found out that information? No. Yeah. Now, would you go as far as to find out that information? Probably not. So... <laughs> Because first off, I hate the guy. I, I would I, hate the guy. I hate the guy, so I'm not going to go in that depth. And that's what I said. I go, you know what? Uh, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. I'm not looking at you. You're not looking at me. I'm going to go over here and watch a sunset with your girl. I'll see you later. Hashtag man ain't shit. <laughs> yeah. And who do we have show up in the middle of their conversation? Amy the Freak Palmer. Get out. Just go. I even put in the notes the moment she walked up. Go away. So you caught outside, so I thought I'd come and say hi. Bitch, you followed him. <laughs> I saw you outside. I thought I'd come say hi. Don't you live in his backyard? Yeah. Don't you see him every day? Yeah, she can't get enough. Amy, go away. And I what? What? It's crazy. Clark gets the audacity to x-ray right here, and he sees, what does he see? The Napoleon Frank watch. All right, so On her wrist. 
Alright. Tell me you wouldn't just like, hey, what's on your wrist, Amy? I'm not doing this right now with you. You know why? Because you said that Clark was checking out Whitney. So if he was checking out Whitney, then he's trying to check out Amy. Fine. Ugh. He's disgusting. <laughs> he disgusts me. Oh, God. Just picking, just picking and choosing, man. You're a perv, dude. <laughs> Tom the perv. Tom, peeping Tom, dude. Anyways, would you not just, like, just give it away? Hey, Amy, what's you got a new watch? I would so pull some shit like that. Well, no, no, no. I'd actually be like, hey, Amy, do you have the time? And see, because her wrist is completely covered on her left hand with her sleeve. So if you were to stand and be like, oh, no, I don't have a watch. Hey, can you roll up your sleeve then? Just oh, see. dude, she would run out so she quick. She would run out so quick, and then you immediately look at Lex and be like, I got her. <laughs> she has your watch. The problem is Clark doesn't do that. Yeah. Instead, Clark then essentially just tells Lex, I think I have a theory. I'm wondering if you're going to buy into this theory. It's really, really obvious that Amy is the villain. And yeah. once again, why is Lex so delusional to her? There's a Papa Roach poster in the back there. What? <laughs> There's a Papa Roach poster in the back, bro. <laughs> My boy Lex rocks out, dude. That's his favorite shirt. That's, that's his favorite shirt. the beanery. That's not his poster. Cut my life into pieces at the beanery, bro. Oh, my God. That's right, dude. <laughs> Shout out my boy, Bug Boy. That's, I don't want to get into this. <laughs> so, yeah, and of course, Lex is like, Victoria's not that bad, Amy. You should probably just get to know her. Oh, I never thought that. And then just walks away because it's awkward. Yeah, and Clark then completely suspects it. So, Clark tells Lex where now they are showing to the next scene where they are in Amy's room. At the mansion. Or who I like to say, Helga... From Hey Arnold. Dog. This Helga from Hey Arnold, bro. That's exactly what I <laughs> Shrine like Hey Arnold, bro. Look right here. And what article does she have cut out when he robs the bank from X-Ray? Tina, bro. I've, I completely... I'm sorry. I'm going back to this. Still. I put Helga's room. I put it... It's Helga's room. <laughs> Shrine like Hey Arnold, bro. Look at that right here on my notes, dude. Oh my god, I love it so much. Where it it's the creepiest thing because what is this? Dude, it why is... is it even out in the open? Yeah, it's, it's like your mom or somebody or even Jeff would see this, right? Well Jeff already knows clearly. The he doesn't care. Jeff should care. If your sister's making this, Jeff, this is where you should have put up the big red flag. Dog, dog, even has a picture of him as a boy with hair. That Whoa. is a freak! Where does she get... You know, it'd be great if she then colored, like, the rest of his pictures with orange hair. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, then, and then she got it bad. She gave him, like, a wig for, like, Christmas or something. <laughs> oh, my God. I wanted it to look like your dad's. Oh, my <laughs> I thought you'd like it. I know Victoria would never do this. Yeah, because she's sane. <laughs> you know what? They should have crossed more lines with Amy here. If you want to go Helga, D. Pataki, or whatever her name is, weird, we need to cross it even further. Mm, dude. She should have gotten a piece of his insane. gum that he spit out and oh then my. put it as, like, a face. <laughs> if I was the mom right now, I would be so embarrassed, dude. Okay. Oh, my God. If I'm the mom right now, i go and beat my daughter. <laughs> uh, 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 what are you doing, Jeff? Get out there! I would beat her in front of Lex. You knew about this? <laughs> and so, yeah, so there's clearly looking like, oh, looks like she's been collecting you. No shit, dude. She has a picture of him when he's a kid, and he finds his watch. I'd be so pissed. Dude. Wasn't she just wearing it? Yeah. 
Why was the watch there? Why was it there? How was it there? She duplicated because she wanted one of her own. Okay, that would just be weird. I don't even know how you'd be able to pull that off. What is she a genius now? She is a weirdo. She is wasting her powers. And so of course, Lex is like, "Hey, she clearly needs something. I think it's best you get the hell out of my house." <laughs> hey, hey, I get it. I get it. We can, yeah, I'll let her. I'll get her some medical attention. But We're cool. Just, just get the hell out of my house. You're getting out. Oh, by the way, tonight. We're not waiting. You're getting Yo, out tonight. Yeah, he's like, how about y'all leave tonight? <laughs> Sorry. I think it's best. Maybe if your daughter wasn't such a freak. All right. Joseph. Now we got the next scene after that. We're back at the barn. And this this is the only thing that pisses me off right now. He doesn't tell her. No, that. But also, he said, she says, you made it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whose barn are you in? Get out. Get out. I'm done. Hold on. Hey, go talk to your boyfriend. Stop. Stop. You made it. Oh, God. Stop. All right. This is my barn, idiot. Stop. <laughs> I'm not going to let you ruin this scene for me. I'm That's not, my only complaint. I'm That's not going to allow it. I'm not going to allow it. My only complaint. So, Clark has never always been there on time. True. So, this is where She's he didn't make happy. it at once. Yes. yes. Once fine. again, he is finally showing that he is going to be there for her. She is in a very vulnerable state. They are watching the sunset where, to your point earlier, she's immediately ready. Dude. She is immediately ready to go. And, dude, and she's like, what do you think about it? And he goes, he looks straight at her, not even looking at the sky, the sun. He says, I think it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. God, Clark, why do you do this no, to no, us, no, bro? No, no, he's there. He's there. He's I there. know, but yeah. it's like, dude, you say these things and you, you're, you're reeling you're me there. back in. Yes. But remember when you put Victoria on the glass? <laughs> My God, bro! No, no, you're there. I you're love there. and hate him. I love Come and on. hate him. We're gonna bring him back. And then he's we coming go, yeah, back. He's to coming us. back. And then Lana's just like, "Oh my God, yes, Clark. Uh, hey, the other night on the porch, I feel like you were trying to tell me something. Uh, no, idiot. I was trying to kiss you. Stop, stop. I'm not gonna let you call her an idiot here. I'm not. Only because this is, bro. She is old. You. We're so talking no, like the door being down, the wall is down. <laughs> the wall of the home is down. You, and she it looks like you were going to tell me something on the porch. What was he going to tell her, Taylor? Nothing. She is getting closer to his face right now. She is like this, leaning in, saying you were going to tell me something, waiting for him to start leaning in because the thing that she wants him to tell her is your tongue in my throat. <laughs> that is what she wants right now. And he is... What were you going to tell me? That my lips taste good? What? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> come on! And so, yeah, so they have also horribly fake sunset in the back. It doesn't um, matter, it's beautiful! <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, he's like, I was, and then he's he's really he's really thinking about it. You can tell, he's thinking about, I really want to proceed oh with this. Oh my god, and, and she, she steps closer. Forward and she's, sh she's not here now. Ugh. No, No one's here in our barn. And then she's like, well, what I wanted, well, what I wanted to tell you, Lana, was Whitney. <sighs> and what does she even bring up? I thought you didn't talk. I thought you didn't want to talk about Whitney. Oh my God, she even says it. She gives you an opportunity to take it back. She says, "Take back what you just said." I know you would never. I you know I would never hurt you, right? And she's like, "Yeah, of course." Why doesn't he tell her? Because just... it, apparently it would hurt her. What would? Why hurt? don't you take a shot? 
Why don't you take a shot? Just take your shot, Clark! Just do it for me! I'm losing my mind. You know what? I would have at least appreciated a kiss on the cheek from him to her saying, go talk to Whitney. I would love that. I would say, Clark, you are the man that was smooth. You are looking like a great guy. You're still showing her that you want her. That is what I'm talking about. What he does in this scene is close it off. Dude. He seems like that he is not only turning her down, but then stepping on it and saying, there is no shot for us to be together. What the hell are you doing? I'm pretty The sure. wall was down! <laughs> And dude, talk about a scene that just gives the viewers blue balls like crazy. Dude. I got blue ball twice in this episode. Like, At this point, I'm not even feeling good. I'm angry. I'm throwing up. I'm pissed. I'm throwing up. I'm so mad. And she goes, I'm pretty strong. And of course, Clark, basically, we're just going to sum it up sir. here because it he, just pisses us he, off at this point. He doesn't say anything. It's like, but you didn't. I thought you didn't want to talk about He's Whitney. so ambiguous on everything where he's just like, uh, I just can't do this. This isn't right. And dude, I just think like we're moving too fast. Your friendship means the world. You're gr Whitney's girlfriend. I just, I can't do this. I hope Whitney would be doing the same thing if it were him. I hope it's okay. Dude, he's just too what good for his own good, man. He's too nice You're for his own good. You're the one who stabbed yourself in the foot. You just had to look at the medication. You had to go talk to him in the damn cafeteria. Why not just mind your own business for what's in your life, Clark? Mm -hmm. And now he's telling her, hey. Just go talk to Whitney. He needs to talk to you. He needs you right now. And uh, I don't want to lose our friendship. She says that she gets it, but she doesn't because she's so disappointed because all she finally wanted was the Kent charm in her mouth. And he says no. And she says, look, we missed it. And he doesn't even look. Because I, you know what? He didn't miss it. He got to see her. What I love is that, actually, what I love is that she does say that. Because what it is... The wall and the door are now back up. We missed everything. You missed your entire thing for everything to be there ready for you. And instead, you built the wall, you shut the door, and you said, I don't want to live here. And then she just looks at him in disappointment and sadness and walks away. Goes goes and finds Whitney, most likely. He doesn't just say it. She does. She immediately leaves the barn where she immediately is going to find Whitney. Mm -hmm. And then, of course... I need a breather. <laughs> and so, I, yeah... I, I'm I'm trying to relax. This episode, it gets me. Because now I'm back to gross-ass, weird-ass Amy. Amy, God. And so, yeah, we're back at the mansion. It's dark. It's nighttime. This is the family packing up, the Palmer family. And, of course, Amy is trying to make plead her case. I don't know. I just wanted to feel close to you, Lex. Weirdo, get off of me. Get off my property. <laughs> No, get away from me. Like in Waterboy, he's like, I'm sorry, will you still be my friend? No, no. get away from me. <laughs> it's And it's also, too, I would actually have her escorted by an officer. Like, you're going to get out of my home. Hey, Deputy to... Ethan, uh, I know you're kind of the worst cop in town. Can you come get this girl off my property? Ethan probably said that he would, and he's still not there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the mother's just trying to plead her case as well. I'm really sorry. He's like, hey, just don't worry about it. Hey, yeah, this just has got to be leave. dad, though, packing it up. But... Still mom, not blonde. Mom also says something really interesting. Jeff's still here packing up. Why is Jeff still here? I said for your entire family to get out tonight. Yeah, I said Jeff's going to be packing the rest of the things and up. And then the husband's going to come pick back tomorrow. tomorrow. So, um, as far as I remember, Lex Luthor said, all of y'all leave. He didn't say leave Jeff. He said, all of you get the hell out. Mm -hmm. 
where all of a sudden Lexin makes a phone call after everybody leaves. I'd like to leave a message for Victoria Hardwick. Boom, taken out. Boom, tossed. Here we go. We have the Invisible Man, where the mist and the fog then show through the wind, where we have that figure, where, again, how is Jeff so strong where he punches Lex out immediately? What is this, 14-year-old kid throwing well, haymakers? This, it goes to the point. If you're not expecting some, you could probably get easily knocked out. It's a... No, I'm not buying into that after seeing Jake and what or Jeff and what Jeff looks like. I'm not going to buy into that he's going to knock you out with one punch. Uh, maybe. You're probably right. Come on. Maybe. But Lex has Le taken a few shots also, in his life. Lex is pretty small, too. Lex has taken punches before. Yeah, maybe so. From Lionel? <laughs> and Jonathan. <laughs> and so, of course, we're back at the farm. After the whole Lex fiasco, he's obviously knocked out. Nosy mom. Martha's here just checking up on Clark in the barn. Hey, um, why'd I go with Lana? Clearly, it went the way Martha most likely thought it'd go. You're an idiot, Clark. Stop trying to go after a girl with a boyfriend. In a way, yes, that is what she is saying. Where now we have Clark saying, well, we decided that's better off to be friends. Martha acknowledging that's definitely for the best. Who walks in now, though? Chloe. Unannounced visit. And what I love is that Chloe immediately then comes back to then reveal the news on the blood examined because she has that hookup. She knows who to contact. She is the top reporter for the past Makes seven no years. A freshman is, is not getting blood database analytics, bro. Seven years. <laughs> so she figures out, though, that the blood type is not Amy. So Amy cannot be the killer. Mm -hmm. Where, but we find out who's got that type. Well, Clark immediately when she says what blood type it is, Clark knows who that is on the list. Clark has the list in his hand, and mm -hmm. he immediately knows who to look at. It's Jeff. But look at Jeff, her brother. He's always been so quiet. Ah. Exactly. Practically, Practically invisible. Hello, kid. <laughs> it's been Jeff the whole time. And of course, who gets ditched soon as she arrives? And she's so devastated, but why is she devastated? What else would Clark do? Why wouldn't do? she go with him, actually? And Clark has always done that every time you've told him news, so what's anything as a surprise? And also, why If you didn't want him to leave, just lie. Why not even ask, hey, um, where are you going? Can I come? Yeah. Can I sit front seat? <laughs> Driver's seat? What? On your lap? <laughs> On your lap? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, passenger seat. That's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> and so we're back. Dude, Lex we're just back got on Lex. the crap kicked out of him. And he's tied up. This he's is in his like own mansion. Scene. This is Hollow Kid. When, yeah, when Hollow yes. Kid starts talking, Master Lex with his castle, his plan, his expensive cars. Dude, I liked it. He, he took a turn. I was yes. like, this is awesome. That's what I mean is that every time we've had a good villain, they're taking a turn. Yeah. Where they give a little speech monologue where you're like, ooh. And he goes, I'm surprised you even know my name. Did you forget the unspoken rule? <sighs> Servants should be invisible. It, it's Dude. fantastic with Jeff in this scene. And in fact, I wish we... We but tried that, to hide. Fade into the woodwork. But that's what I mean, though, on why the Victoria Bath scene doesn't make sense. They should have had that. That's true. They should have had something along these lines with Jeff, like, whispering. Like, if they had something like that, the Bath scene completely makes sense. Right now, I think the director... Pervert! <laughs> okay, alright. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, and he's like, but Amy wanted more, and I'm through pretending. He's like, oh, okay, he's just dude. beating him. And I don't even know what he's planning on getting out of this, besides, 
I'm just going to murder this man. Right. There is nothing else he is going to accomplish besides he's dead. I'm going to kill Lex just because Amy doesn't feel okay and you kicked this out. And of course he's like, yeah, that was me. I tried to drown Victoria. I'm just trying to scare her. I wanted everything back the way it was. Which I was And even, you're not interested in love. I was even asking in my notes why didn't Victoria die? Why didn't he try to kill her? And Jeff explains he wasn't trying to. Otherwise he would have. That's true. He just wanted to scare her. Exactly. Yep. She's a little young for me, Jeff's like, you ruined your life! And then grabs the sword um how does he throw it this hard dog that sword has to be heavy first I, off e exactly and how does he spin it like it's an axe throw dude i don't understand bro and it literally barely misses him deadly barely misses deadly precision there and of course we got clark speeding over and i just, uh last i checked he was putting on a jacket when he left the barn <laughs> where's his jacket uh yeah he was running so fast that the jacket flew off finally <laughs> That's what happened to him. And it. so look, he's feeling weak. And so now we get an explanation, finally, of this kryptonite power. Are we going to go with power? No, no, no. We, we are going to go because it is causing invisibility, but it's green roses. It's green roses. So yes. it's kryptonite chemistry, basically. Yes. It is basically what Jeff explains here. Some plants don't absorb light. They refract it. And these certain ones that we have that we grew here are obviously meteor-infected I made some oils out of them. Yes. I made a cream. I made an oil, whatever. So what do you want to call this? A kryptonite cream oil? Rosebud okay. oil? Kryptonite rose cream. Kryptonite rose cream. All right. That's what it has to be on the list. And also, because it's definitely something. Pretty awesome, man. What an awesome little thing. It's not a power. Well, in like It's like a gadget. But it's like what we pointed out earlier in the episode. Joseph, they only show the flowers like twice. That's true. They actually only show them once. I, I think it's maybe in the background of like a little bit, but that it's the only thing is where they truly only show them is the one scene where the mom turns around. Mm -hmm. That's the only time you see that there are green flowers that she is clearly holding. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it's they don't show it. They don't even show how it's made. Yeah, it's weird because yeah. I mean, it, are we just supposed to believe this dude is a scientist? He can make all this shit. Yeah, but we still don't know what the family does. That's true, and which is pretty lazy. I yeah. Feel like. We need to know why they were there. I found a weird green rose on the ground, so I thought I'd do something with it. And, uh, yeah, I used the oils to become what I've always been, invisible. Oh, All right. I love that. We got to look this up then because it has to be because we're trying to answer the question of what was the light that was going on in the room. He was like a fractive and reflecting the light. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with that. With what? So maybe the black light was refracting off him weirdly? It weirdly in a different manner that then caused that where, I don't know, the door started the to only, shake. That's the only explanation we have. Maybe they were shaking the door while it was happening and that's why it was such a bright light because the black light was shining through them. Or because he was splattering paint everywhere that it was like making impacts on the door like he's brushing it like hitting it over and over again like hitting things like trying to spell out words it's a great it's it's that's it's, our only solid argument. that's the only thing that explains the bright light because otherwise everything that jeff just said and that's why i wanted to pause everything he just explained when it comes to the flower still does not make sense of that bright light that was going through in True. And out. now we're having though what jeff decides to do next I'm not going to take it easy. Instead, I'm going to pick up a mace. Yeah, I'm going to hit you across the face with it. And you know what? This should probably kill you and not shatter. Oh, it shattered. What are you, some type of freak? That's right. I've heard Luther talk about you. 
You're like, you're something special. special. Well, and I like I'm that. special too. Because I love how they throw those little things because in the background, Lex is always obsessed with Clark because he's trying to find him out. And Clark gets little things like, oh, Lex is still obsessed with me and things. And so, of course, what colors are they? That uh, we have Clark basically throw Jeff to the pipes or whatever it is, gets knocked out, paint spills over him. What colors are they? Red and yellow. Red and of yellow. Of course. The what crows. And the crows. It's the crows. And Superman colors as well. The crows are always there. Fly with the crows. <laughs> That's why they're always significant. So, yeah, and then the paint falls on him, and he's clearly knocked out. It's clearly Jeff. And story done. Villain done. I enjoyed it. I just don't understand why he went all out on Lex, because this was the only outcome that you could have expected. Meaning, even if he did murder Lex, he was never going to get out of that mansion. It's true. You were already staying there, and your entire family knew that you were staying there. So with you being the only one left in the mansion, and Lex shows up dead the next day, there's only going to be one explanation, Jeff. It's you. <laughs> and what's crazy is that, man, I'm just wondering how Jeff turned himself invisible anyway. And Clark just goes, I don't know. But he knows. He does know. And why does he take that from Lex? Because he heard what Jeff was saying, that... I've heard Lex talk about you. So at this point, Clark is going to be Lex's BFF. Right. But he's not going to tell him anything if he doesn't have to. Damn. And this is one of the situations where he doesn't have to because Clark can play dumb. Yep. Because, again, Clark's always been that dummy. That's true. Unless Dude. it's numbers and knowing people's blood types and knowing what time people need to get blood. Okay, all of a sudden he's a memory <laughs> genius. I understand. But, yeah, so, of course, Lex and Clark Bonnie over here like, Dude, don't be... My mother always hated that room. Don't worry about the trash, whatever. I'm good. Head's good. And then, of course, um, that's really just the ending there. And now oh, we get my God. Course oh, of my nature. God. All right. Full disclosure here, folks. Best ending of the series so far really? right now. Really? Yes. This, the drive-in is such a sweet moment for me personally. Even with Hero Enrique Iglesias? Even bro? with Hero Enrique Iglesias. This scene hurt. I have never, and that's what I love. What you got to know about it me. It does hurt. I love the love scenes. Don't get me wrong. I love the happy endings. Mm -hmm. But if you want me to come crawling back, you need to hurt me. And this scene cuts me to the core. So not only do I have course by nature now playing in the background, where I'm flipping out because it's probably one of the best of all time songs I've heard, we then have a moment where Clark is staring through his telescope, where you obviously now have Whitney telling Lana the right. truth, where Lana is then hugging Whitney to show that they uh -huh. have now made up or they are now back together. What I love is Clark then just being able to sit there with the music in the background, the telescope showing the reflection of them hugging, and you just see darkness because he's all alone. And that is where the title screen then rolls. I love it. It hurts. The man is in so much pain because he gave away his happiness because it was the right his thing only to do. shot his only shot and he just got to sit there and suffer in it the wall the door everything was down ready it's gone man and he said no i need to be the better person yeah even if i am now gonna be all alone and dude dude what an ending it, man dude that song 
the last five seconds, I was completely crushed. I immediately sat there, dropped my notepad, and said, uh, I can't wait for next week. Because I'm so... Dude. Like, I'm just... Wow. You can see when it starts to really pick oh, up. Oh, yeah. They're this is amped up like no probably other. Probably funding increased and everything. Yes. Dude, it's a solid episode. I'm going to give this one... I'll give it an 8.5, man. Oh, wait, 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 wait. With ending, I got to go 8 point... I gotta go. I don't want to go nine yet. Give what it a nine, it? dude. You know you want to give it a I'm nine. I'm gonna say eight point eight, eight point eight, eight point eight. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say that because I don't want to go full nine yet. But damn, that ending. Course by nature. Get... I'm gonna go home right now, and I'm gonna listen to Course by Nature on the way home. The blue ball just... scenes, man. Blue balls. <sighs> dude. And all right, so let me get into the fun facts. Yes, here. you have a lot of them. I can't I do. wait. So Rosenbaum and the Amy actress, who is Azura Sky, they played twins in this movie called Zoe Duncan, Jack and Jane. I can't believe they're not twins here. They should have said that. It's, yeah, they honestly, should've. Jeff and Amy should have been twins. Yeah. yeah, as far as we know, that we just know they're siblings. Um, Troy actor, the dude who's being a bully at the beginning, he's in Batwoman season two as a corrupt cop. I'm not watching that show. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Who's it? Yeah, I'm not going to watch that show. I'm not going to watch that show. No. And, and it's because Batwoman should have been done so differently than what they have it as. If you want to do that, just make a Batman mystery of the Batwoman. Just copy and paste right. that and make it a detective. Just make it fun. It's not Dude. fun. So get this. Jeff, the actor, who is Burkett Turton. We have... Um, the mom who was, I forgot his, like, her name's like Glynis or something, and then Amy Azurskai, all three of them appeared in Riverdale together. Ooh, yeah, that's man. nice. Yeah, man. I and love also, Archie. And also Jeff has been in The Flash. He played Sand Demon. He also played a small role in Jessica Jones. Wait, season one Jessica Jones? Uh, I believe... No, I think it might be Okay, two. it doesn't count then for me. I think it's Season two. 1, Jessica Jones. Oh, my God. Masterpiece. Thank you, Kilgrave. Mm -hmm. Jessica! And then Amy actually was in... Uh, she was in Batman Beyond, played De Deanna in one episode, and played... Uh, Wait, I know Deanna. Batman Beyond. Oh, my God. I need... Oh, my God. That's Amy, gonna, dude. This is going to bother the crap out of me and now. she was also a little girl in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Man, I need to go back and watch Buffy. Was even in AHS, too, man. It's crazy. Like, they have a lot of... A lot of these... I feel like a lot of these people are... They're nerds. Nerds. That's it's, what it is. Also, with the Troy dude, he plays this kid named Spencer in Butterfly Effect, bro. What? Yeah. Oh, no <laughs> we have a Butterfly Effect connection? Okay, that is scary. It's crazy. And he has a... And he's a cop in Arrow, which is cool. He's a cop in Arrow. And so, yeah. Everyone, I don't know why everyone has ties to Arrow right now. Obviously, it's such a big show. And whatnot, but um, yeah, who it's likes cool. That? And then last, <laughs> first three seasons, bro. And as we actually last thing, Jeff Palmer actually has similar ties to the villain The Mist, who created a chemical to be invisible, and he was a villain. Interesting. Do you have first appearance then? And is this was a Superman villain? Uh, The Mist is a Superman villain. I do not have first appearance, so that's something I'm going to leave up to you, brother. Oh, my God. You're going to put the pressure look, 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 on look. me? You want me to just find it right now? We I'll need to right find now, this. Dude. We need to find Superman, uh, first Mist. appearance of Mist. DC. So Mist, we have New Earth. Man, you have Ted Knight? You have 1940. No way. Yeah, dude. 
And that's what he looks like. He was a person that basically just developed a chemical that made him that's invisible. What, he was an arch enemy of Starman. That's why Starman was huge in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Because they redid his storyline. Truly had a... And he was part of Secret Society of Supervillains, number two. They're the second group. That is a big thing. This is cool. First appearance, here we go. Adventure, Adventure Comics. Comics 67, 1941. Dude, Adventure Comics is all Superboy too. Mm. All of these villains have been premiered in Superboy comics. Yeah. Even Zod, that's interesting. That's crazy, right? That's really bizarre that all of them were a part of it, and yet Superman came out in Action Comics number one before Superboy, but yet the Superboy comics have all the villains. Right. It's weird. That is bizarre. It's you so even crazy. have Metallo, you have Bizarro, you all of them premiered in Superboy. It's insane. I loved that. I was like looking at it, I was like, man, this is crazy. We actually have a lot of good things about this episode. But yeah, that's it for me, man. All those fun facts. Loved that, it. That was good. I actually really like the missed one. Yeah. The missed one is really solid. Saved it for last. Uh, you know this was Hollow Kid. <laughs> hollow that Kid. That beginning scene with him turning back, I was like, oh, that's such a hollow man. No. Oh, God. And it's like the opening. You might as well have said Hollow Man at the like, Exactly, the dude. Screen. And so, yeah, that's it for me. Anything else, bro? I got nothing, because this was a long episode. If you have stuck with this, you should know why the episode was great. Yeah. Phenomenal episode. Highly recommend to watch. Definitely listen. Next week, we'll be back with episode 11. Not sure what the title is. Let's keep it a secret for now. Secrets are fun. All right. We'll see you next week.